Welcome to Parent Tips with Pastors Ron and Lori Termali of Legacy Church RI. If you are a parent seeking some guidance for raising kids in today's world, this podcast is for you. Pastors Ron and Lori will draw from over 40 years of experience as parents, grandparents, and pastors, as well as former daycare directors, to help parents deal with the challenges of raising successful, faith-filled children and youth. You will also hear from different guests to discuss real-life situations and answer questions you may have. Make sure to share parent tips with your friends, and together, let's build the next generation of godly young people. Now, here's Pastors Ron and Lori. Well, it's great to have you with us today. We're going into our second podcast on parent tips, um, podcast number two, and the title of this podcast is Invest in Yourself, and uh, I'm thrilled today to have actual family members. Um, you know, as you know, if you've tuned in last week, um, this is a podcast to give parents nuggets of wisdom, uh, mostly biblical wisdom, but also wisdom that comes from people who have practiced applying God's word to parenting in their house. And, uh, and you see the fruit of that on their trees. And so today I have, um, two family members with us, my son, Dan Termali and his lovely wife, my daughter in love. We call her Eva Termali. And we're going to have a family discussion. Uh, why don't you, um, Say hello to everybody and, and maybe tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been married, how many kids you have, what's going on. Sure. So, um, um, yeah, so my name is Dan Tamale, and um, me and my wife, Eva, have been married for just about six years now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't it amazing how a guy always has to turn to his wife? <laughs> how many case. years have we been married? How many kids <laughs> do we have? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just celebrated our sixth exactly, anniversary. Exactly, so six years. Um, yeah, we have two kids, Lucas, um, he's four, and then Lorenzo, he's um, one and a half, and one in the oven cooking. So yeah. another one coming in October. October, hopefully on my birthday. <laughs> And uh, Eva, tell us a little bit about yourself and um, and maybe um, tell us uh, how it's been going parenting two kids so far. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, so yeah, so I'm Eva. Um, so it's been interesting. So we've been married six years. We had Lucas, our first, within like the year or so of marriage. <laughs> so we quickly went into parenthood. Three years later, we gave birth to Lorenzo. And um, it's been quite the journey. I was, you know, prior to having kids, I was working full time. And then the Lord just kind of set everything up where I became a stay-at-home mom. So, of course, for any other stay-at-home moms that are listening, you know that this means we are with our kids 24-7. And that in itself is a full, full full-time job. (laughs) Yes, yes. And probably the hardest job. Yeah. Very true. But the most rewarding. (laughs) Most rewarding. And and my lovely wife Lori is here with us. Um, Lori, when you look at your your kids and and see them having kids, um, how does that make you feel? <laughs> um, I think it's just a beautiful thing to see my children grow up. And as a mom, the most important thing to me is to see all my kids serving the Lord, and now raising their kids in the church. And now their little friends are going to grow up together. Just like my children grew up and still are best friends with their friends that they made at church when they were just little tots. So it's a beautiful thing to see legacy of Christianity being passed on to them and on my grandkids. 
You know, um, as parents, um, it's so it's so important for us, especially you know, being in the church together and watching our families grow together, um, and you know, to watch your success and to watch your successes as a married couple and also as parents. And uh, and I have to say, you guys are doing a great job uh, raising your kids, and we're looking forward to the next one coming. Um, but I know it's not easy. There's a lot of stress to it. Um, we we know because we we've experienced it. Um, but especially in today's day and age, I think there's is an added amount of stress on parents because not only are you trying to um, raise them the right way, but you're also in a constant protection mode, yeah. right? You're in constant protection mode. Um, I think more so than when we raised our children, um, you know, you constantly have, have to watch yep. what, what your children are seeing, what they're experiencing, mm-hmm. what's being put into the, their minds. And so that must be hard. That must be taxing too. Yeah, we have to always be mindful and just watchful of every single thing that, you know, our kids are watching, whether on YouTube, the commercials, you know, even in the five seconds before you skip it, you know, they could see something or even, you know, watching like a cartoon movie on Netflix, you know, everyone, they're sneaking things in there now that yeah. we don't want our kids to hear. And so it's just, it's just an, it's always just being like, um, just watching and just being and paying, on guard pay, and on guard, paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just being on constant alert, um, especially to knowing and understanding the ages of your children, I'd say, is a big thing. Like Lucas now, he's four, he'll be five. So, you know, he perceives things on such a level now that you really have to be careful. Even yeah. when you're going to the store, you know, like you said, this in this day and age, there's just so many things out there, yeah. you know. Yeah, they're like a sponge. You know, they hear something once and they retain it. You know, hopefully, oh, maybe they didn't hear that, but they heard it and they're they going to remember it. it. <laughs> and plus everything you see, right? Mm-hmm. You walk into a, like, you know, you said mm-hmm. you walk into a store and mm-hmm. everything visually yeah. mm-hmm. um, is against, you know, what we believe a child, child should see and so forth. But, um, you know, are you tired as a parent? <laughs> Always. <laughs> I get constantly tired as a parent. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's funny. Just like, you know, you know, obviously having kids doesn't come with like instruction manuals that everyone like who's like having kids like or for the first time, they're always like all nervous and everything. I'm like, you know, you know, we just say you go, you'll figure it out as you go, you know, um, <laughs> you go. and just like you just make make things work. And especially with your spouse, you know, work as a team and communication is, is really key here yeah, that's key. just to work together. Um, not um, especially growing up in different cultures. You know, I might have one I, one way I think raise my kids is, is is right, and she might have another way, and so just just talking things out and being on the same page is always super important, especially yeah. when it comes to like disciplining or things like that. Um, even even another big topic is like you know sleeping in the crib or like co sleeping in the bed. You know, people grow up with different ideals, and so just like being on the same page of everything, I think it's just super important. Yeah, and so I think you know, Eva, you're a teacher, right? You went to school for social work. Where'd you go to school? Psychology. Psychology. Yep. All right. So, um, do you find that um, we're, we're completely off topic, but <laughs> we're going to be talking about investing in yourself mm-hmm. as a, a parent to 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 be healthy? Because in order to have healthy children, you have to be healthy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. As an individual, as a married couple. <clears throat> um, but do you find that some of the things that maybe you learn in school might contradict? some of the things that we read about in scripture? 
Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's been a while since I graduated <laughs> with my undergrad, but I think, and even things now are still changing. I mean, if we're talking about the psychology or child development, things are ever-changing. Even just yeah. last month, like child development, there's the milestones, the changes, the things that they're telling you to do. For example, I'll put it out there. Right now, the big thing is their gender identity. Right now, that's changing too in the manual. So it's like, okay, now children should be given the the freedom to think right. for themselves, to choose their identity and so forth. And so this is what psychology is telling us today. Right. You know, it's okay. They can choose this. They can choose that. But the reality is this is completely against scripture. This is right. completely against biblical principle, you right. know? So yeah, there is a constant like what psychology tells you today according to their development, where they should be, what yeah. they should be doing. Versus what the Bible says. So does that does that cause you to fear a little bit? Yeah. I mean, naturally, as a parent, of course, you know, there are going to be fears. There's going to be those thoughts like, oh, goodness, like, you know. But, I mean, that's where the Bible comes to play. I think as a parent, if you're not fully um, honing into the Scripture and to the Holy Spirit, I mean, you're really not going to know what to do or what how to, to respond. Right. You yeah. know, what you said is really important where you said things are constantly changing. You know, so in secular society, um, psychology is always supposedly, you know, evolving, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and not evolving into the better, but sometimes right. evolving into the, 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 less, the less moral, you know, right. according yeah. to what we believe. <laughs> and so um, there's a lot of pressure right now on parents from all different realms of life, whether it's education, TV, what kids listen to, friendships, you know, which we're talking about throughout these parent tips. And we're hoping that we can hone in on nuggets of wisdom that will help us to navigate in this world that we're living in as a Christian Bible-believing parent. But you said something, you know, when you're saying everything is constantly changing, we know the Word of God Mm -hmm. is what's stationary. Right. Yep. You know, God's yep. word, God doesn't change the Bible says he's yep. the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's so right. let's let's get into parent tip number two. Um, it's called invest in yourself. And what we like to do is to quickly read parent tip number two, and you can go to our website, legacychurchri.com uh, forward slash parent tips, and you can read these parent tips and, but I'm going to read this um, for you today. And it begins by reading the, a scripture. It says, Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. So here's a prayer. And, and the prayer is that God wants you to be well. God wants you to be in good health. And the reason for this is that for you to be a healthy parent, you have to be a healthy person. And for, for your kids to ra be raised in, uh, in health, in spiritual health, emotional health, and even physical health, they must be raised in a healthy family. So you must get and stay healthy. Your kids need the best of you. Healthy children come from healthy parents. This means you need to take time for yourself. And if married, your marriage. You need to evaluate your life and what you're doing to stay healthy, body, soul, and spirit. You should not feel guilty 
about finding time for yourself. And I think parents sometimes feel guilty, Mm -hmm. um, you know, wanting to get away, wanting some peace and quiet, wanting to get out of the house a little while. Obviously, as a parent, you have less time than those who do not have children, but you still have time to think through your life Mm -hmm. and to determine what you need to do to relax, refresh, and Mm -hmm. rejuvenate. Some people find exercising as a way to reduce stress. I said some people. (laughs) Uh, Others read and others just need some quiet time alone. Whatever you need to do to to be a better you, do it. People who invest in themselves spiritually, emotionally, and physically have greater energy for parenting. Do not feel guilty about caring for yourself. And we go on in this lead tip, I mean, sorry, parent tip. A great way to stay spiritually and emotionally healthy is being active in a local church community. And I think this is huge. Um, You know, Lori and I have been in a church community for over 40 years. We've been pastoring for for many of those years. And we've seen this wisdom, this, this, this nugget of truth to be an absolute truth that a great way to stay spiritually and emotionally healthy is being active in a local church, active. I'm not saying attend Sunday service every once in a while. Active. A good church provides spiritual and emotional support for you and your children. Church activities, small groups, ministry involvement, all create opportunities for friendships to develop with like-minded parents. And so you have other people with you in this journey as a parent. Many single parents and young married couples in our church support each other in their parenting roles. This helps them to find free time to maintain their physical, spiritual, emotional health. What a great benefit to a parent to have a community that helps you in parenting your children. And so we find that churches is also a great place to find trustworthy sitters for your children. The Bible says in Matthew 18, 20, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Um, and, and then you can read this uh, parent tip uh, again by going to our website and continue reading on. But I want to talk about relaxing, refreshing, and rejuvenating and what that means to you and in how we can find opportunities to stay healthy, first of all, in our spirits, our minds, um, physically, and so that we can give our kids our best self. So why don't we start, um, maybe, Lori, why don't you maybe talk about some ways that, that we did that. I know that, that you were a great pro- proponent and you were kind of, you know, the person that said, hey, we need a break. We need to do this. We need to do that. We need to get away. So maybe just kind of give parents out there um, some simple ways to relax, refresh, rejuvenate. Well, I know um, personally I had a home daycare business, so I had many children and I changed diapers for 14 years straight because after my kids grew out of diapers, I was changing everyone else's diapers because I always had little newborn babies in my little daycare that I had at my house. And literally after, you know, all week long, my own children and everyone else's children, sometimes my brain would just feel like I need some adult interaction. I, I, you know, I felt like I 
um, back then it was Barney and Sesame Street, and that's all we had all day. <laughs> Today there's a whole lot more. Yeah. But even just for me to have my sanity, I might have to call a friend. Maybe I had to meet him for coffee and just to get out of my environment. Um, little things that you do, but it, it, it really helps you out in a big way. Um, it is important to invest in yourself. It is important to invest in your marriage. Sometimes I, I would say we just need to get away. We need to get out if it's just a night out for dinner or if we need a weekend getaway. Or once we were married several years and our kids were a little bit older, we would do a one week a year getaway. And it was just mm-hmm. such a great way to invest in our marriage. Um, people invest in Wall Street. People invest in their you know, mm-hmm. 401k portfolio. But who's really taking the time to invest in their marriage? It's something that not only you all benefit, but your children as well. Because mm-hmm. you're, when your marriage is healthy, your home is healthy, your kids are going to see that example of what a healthy family should look like. And and how about, um, you know, you said that you, know, you had a daycare all those years and, and then you had our kids on top of it. Uh, and then we had ministry and serving in church. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we can talk a little bit about that because I think one of the questions that I get uh, from people is, you know, how do I balance everything? Yeah. You know, how do mm-hmm. I balance my marriage with my house chores, uh, my job requirements? Um, I want to serve in ministry. Um, how do I balance all that? You know, do you have any thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, I think it just comes down to just being um, smart with your time management and just being organized. I know um, that's a that's a good that's a good word right there. Organization. Um, who's <laughs> who's the organized one in your family? Definitely not me. <laughs> so hopefully, out of <laughs> that was a trick I, question. Even. Hopefully, out of the spouses, it's one of them that <laughs> yeah. uh, that are, have the gift of organization. Um, even really helps on on that regard. Um, yeah, and like you said, it is a lot. You know. Um, that have a full-time job, you know, in ministry a few, few nights a week, you know, multiple kids, um, marriage, um, if you have any hobbies or taking care of the house, cleaning, and all of it is just a lot. Yeah. And so I feel like if you're not intentional with like getting a calendar, you know, whether it's physical on the wall or in your face or like on your phone and on Google or app or something like that with reminders, I think it's just so important just to be on the same page, you know, on like Sunday night every week or whatever, say, all right, Let's, let's look at the week, you know, Monday night we have this, Thursday night this. Um, and then you could all see, oh, we have some free time here. Right, why don't we see if we can get a sitter and, you know, go out for a date or something like that. But mm-hmm. I feel like without being intentional and like looking at looking at things with that kind of lens, you know, your days will go by, months will go by, the years will go by. And, yeah. you know, you'll go back and say, I wish I had more time to like invest, um, you know, in learning this or serving more at church or like spending more time with my wife or with my kids. So I think it's it's just crucial just to be able to optimize the little time that you have. And so how do you organize? Mm. Yeah, so um so yeah, so we firmly believe, you know, structure is vital, especially in our case we have young kids again, yeah. 4 and 1 and a half. And so some practical things that I've done in my home is um like Dan said, uh there's this little whiteboard that we have and every week I update it with what's happening, what we're doing, appointments, ministry, meetings, anything and everything. And I so, confirm that because it amazes me <laughs> about Eva is she's got whiteboards everywhere, <laughs> yeah. you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And that is awesome. 
you know, and, and I think, you know, that that causes a sense of peace in itself, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it really is reassuring kind of just knowing, okay, this is what's going to happen. But, but it's not only just so much writing it. And this is where I wonder if a lot of wives out there, moms can kind of um, relate. So, I remember at one point I used to have it um, on our refrigerator. Dan would never see it. I would have it like in the kid's homeschool room. Dan wouldn't see it. I would even send him um, invites on our Google calendar. Nothing. So I learned, you know what? You have to be very strategic about where you're placing your to-do list, how how you're going to be organized. So what I ended up doing was I put the whiteboard so his office, he works remote, so his office is right in the basement. Yeah. So to open that basement door, there's that little wall right there, right in <laughs> front of him. So I purposely placed it yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, although if I'm honest, <laughs> he'll still ask me, wait, what are we doing today? <laughs> Did you check the board? I'm like, I think so. Sometimes I have selective hearing and selective vision, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Selective vision. <laughs> but yeah, that's one easy, practical way to begin to yeah. develop some sort of structure and consistency in the home. Yeah, and I think just being able to say, I need to be healthy as a parent. Mm-hmm. We need to be healthy as a married couple. And then look at the week and actually plan it. And there's might there might be um typically it's it's the woman, but not always, you know, who's the mm-hmm. planner, who's more concerned about, hey, how do we how do we get time to to have a date? How do we get time to just veg out? And usually it's a woman. And so I want to tell couples out there, especially wives, that um, your husband's not a bad guy if he doesn't think that way. You know, <laughs> um, I know in my house, right? The same thing with us. My wife still does it. You know, hey, you're too busy. You're too. You're doing too much. You know, and um, and so I thank God that that she's looking at that aspect of our lives. And, um, and so she doesn't take it as though, hey, I don't care. She understands I'm a man, I'm a worker, you know, um, and that's how men think, right? We're, we're very compartmentalized and we, if, if it's about work, we're just focused on that, focused on that. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's a good thing to bring organization and, uh, and would you say even routine? How about mm-hmm. routines? Yeah. Want to talk about that, Lori? Well, I just wanted to say this, that um, kids are very smart and more things are are caught rather than taught. And so when your children see you loving God's house and Sunday morning is always a priority and nothing comes, you know, in place of it, whether it be sports or family events, we can do it, but it's after church. And kids see that and they they know that and more things are caught than taught. And even serving God's house, um, we have always been a family that believed in serving the Lord. And we're a church of servants. We get things done. And our children, you know, just kind of came along. And what we did, they came with us. And that was just how their life was. And now as they have grown and now they're adults themselves, they're all serving in, you know, many capacities in the church. So um, even a healthy family and the sense of servanthood um, you have to model that for your children, and it'll just be something that will come natural for them. You know, um, and I think what you're saying too, or is is we always found church going to church um, together mm-hmm. as a time where we rejuvenate. Right. You know, we didn't mm-hmm. see church as yeah. a, an addition right. to 
we we saw it. This is our time to go get spiritually fed, get get um, strengthened by the presence of the Holy Spirit, yeah. by community, and we did that together as a family. And so I, that's why like church to us, which was central to our lives, Jesus and church, was such a great time to rejuvenate, refresh. You know, Very where true. sometimes people think it's going. You know, um, well, we're not going to go to church. We're going to go to the beach to rejuvenate, to refresh. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you something. That will not rejuvenate right. the real part of you right. and your, your family, spirit. which is yes, your spirit, spirit man. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to see the spiritual part of us is the most important part of us. If you get your spirit healthy, you become emotionally healthy, which yeah. leads to even physical health. And so, but um, routine is is important. I, I know that... Um, we always had a routine in our house. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a certain bedtime and we, we, that was it. You know, it was bedtime. We made it happen. Um, some parents would say, well, help, help us make it happen in our house. <laughs> um, you got to figure it out. You got to figure mm-hmm. out what works in your house, you know, but, um, but do that because you need that nighttime to rejuvenate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if your kids are up till 11, 12, <laughs> One in the morning, yeah. or whatever that is. I tell you, that's weary. That's taxing. Right. Um, you know, we were just talking to somebody in the church that that said, you know, she applied a certain method. Uh, you know, that that to, to learn how to to teach her children to sleep at night and not get up. And um, and she says it works every time, right? Right. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you got to find find out, speak to other people, um, research yourself. So that you have time at night to rejuvenate from parenting, because you need a time to rejuvenate. Um, what what advice maybe would you give to parents um, who right now kind of feel like their whole life and structure of their house is out of order, and they don't know how to regain it? Like, what's the first thing that they should do to bring peace to the house? Um, so, you know, I can only speak from, from our experience. I know every family is different, but I think, you know, something that we, um, or a method that we used, we just started small. We went in this, you know, into parenting with the idea that we're not going to overcomplicate things. We will provide structure and consistency, but also remain flexible. So, for example, and again, I'm just going to speak very practical ways Starting small, we began implementing simple daily rhythms or routines in our home, such as, okay, boys, again, we have two boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we're going to wake up, you're going to brush your teeth, use the bathroom, we're going to have breakfast. Um, and I do have to say this, and again, only speaking from experience, I have younger kids. So for any moms who have younger kids, it doesn't matter how little they are, letting them know what the expectation is for the day. So, for example, yeah. on a Sunday, it's going to be different than our Monday through Friday. Right. Okay, my boys know. Okay, boys. And I'll tell Lorenzo, who's only a year and a half. Lorenzo, we're going to church this morning. Okay, church, church, you know, and I'll put on the the broadcast for the 9 a.m. service. So, he's watching it. And I'm like, yes, we're going to church today. Letting them know this is our schedule. After church, we're going to come home. We're going to have right. lunch and so forth. So, it doesn't matter how young they are. Starting to implement those daily rhythms. Um Another thing that we found that worked, especially with Lucas, who's our four-year-old, is letting him take part of his daily rhythm or his schedule for the week. Um, 
So I homeschool him. So again, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm with them all the time. You know, hey, Lucas, here's here's our calendar. This is what we're doing on Monday. Monday, we're going to do math with friends. And then what do you want to do? Do you want to go to the playground or do you want to come home and have lunch mm-hmm. first? You know, kind of giving yeah. him that ownership. And in a sense, you're also creating in your children that that responsibility or that, you know, knowing or understanding the importance of this is the expectation. Right. This is what we're doing. Now he's confident in his day. If that makes sense. Yeah, and and you're teaching them that we live by routines. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know it's a good thing to have routines, mm-hmm. which is which is decency and order. The Bible right. would say, right, and mm-hmm. organization. Mm-hmm. And so you're teaching your child organizational skills. You know, and and also they're they're they they have a buy-in that you value their input, you value their opinion, mm-hmm. you value what they like. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot being taught there as you're doing yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, and if I if I could also just add quickly too, again, if we go back to the psychology of it, children thrive, and I know Miss Lori can mm-hmm. probably share this. Um, we, you know, your experience, maybe if you could share with us. But children thrive in structure. Yeah. They thrive where there's a routine. I don't know if you can share with us a little bit about back in the day when you ran that daycare. Yeah, definitely. But hold hold, on for, hold okay. that thought for a second. I wanted to, to again point that we're talking about um, how do we stay healthy as parents, as individuals, right? And and we're talking about you know relaxing, refreshing, rejuvenating, and 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 health is having a measure of peace and having a measure of order versus chaos. Right. And so everything we're talking about is to provide. Um, Nuggets of wisdom as to how to bring peace and order to a family because that in itself causes refreshment, causes rejuvenation, causes a sense mm-hmm. of peace. I just want to say that my experience, especially with my daycare, um, I learned a lot over those 12 years. And I really saw with my own eyes that structure brings security to children. Um, I can't stress that enough. Um They were children that were in my home, and I knew their parents, and I've been in their homes, and their homes were not structured. Their homes were very chaotic, um, just kind of like a crazy house, (laughs) and their behavior was not good. And so I was a little leery sometimes to say yes to certain children, but when they came into my home, they were a different child. I had structure. I had, just like Eva was saying, the order of the day. First, we're going to do this. Then we're going to have outside playtime. And then we'll do a craft. Then we'll have lunch. Then we have nap. And all the children always just flowed so perfectly together. They got along together. They napped at the same time. They. It, it was just a great experience for me. I never had an unruly child. It was quite amazing. Um, I was amazed myself. But the minute the mom or the dad would walk into my home to pick up the child a whole different child would present themselves screaming and kicking and saying they hate their parents, they don't want to leave. (laughs) And I'm like, this is amazing because, you know, I didn't see any of this behavior all day, five Mm. days a week. And so I saw firsthand that there is security with structure and um, those parameters, kids need it. Yeah. Yeah, and that brings peace in the house. I was going to say, go back to that question, like what, what would you give other parents who are really struggling with peace in the home, um, structure, 
um, I would say, you know, just take start small. Like be, um, you know, take baby steps. Yeah. Um, and you know, if if the morning time is you think is the best place to start to implement some kind of structure, and you know, start there. And maybe maybe don't start at bedtime. I mean, that might be the hardest part to to add structure to. But if it's if the morning time, and then once you get that down, you know, add it to the middle of the day and then evening and the nighttime. I would just say, you know, don't don't just try to go from complete chaos and think you're going to get complete order overnight. It's going to take a lot of work. Yeah, it's going to take time. Fun. And talk to people who who have done it, and you know, get wisdom. Just like listen to this podcast, you know, from people who have have done it, and it mm. works. Yeah, and get nuggets of wisdom. Exactly. And then apply them, apply them, apply them, apply, you know, the, yeah. the teachings and, and whatever nuggets that you, you take away from these podcasts, from different reading materials. But, you know, the, the, God has a solution to every problem. Yeah. And, um, and our problem as human beings is not getting the knowledge. Uh, it's more so applying it, which takes work, which takes work. Um, so... You know, we're talking about relaxation, refreshing, and rejuvenating as a parent to become healthy. I know there's other ways that we can refresh, rejuvenate, um, but it's important that you learn to structure your house so there's there's peace and relaxation in the house, your Monday through Sunday. Like, you have to be able to find times in your day to refresh, to get with God, to put some worship music on, mm-hmm. to have a cup of tea with your spouse and say, mm-hmm. hey, this is our time. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like, this is our, you know, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, start with 20 minutes, mm-hmm. start with 10 minutes, start with a half hour and, uh, and then build it from there. But if, if you plan it, that makes it happen. Yeah. Because planning, removes chaos mm, true. and planning takes thought and um i tell you i wish everyone could go over eva's house and see her boards everywhere <laughs> um I, I get a kick every time i see them but um i said this is good this is how you know this is how i work i work with you know notes today number one number two number three this is what i need to do mm. and and that takes that takes practice and but it, if if you gra- grab this nugget of wisdom and say okay I need to bring routine organization instruction to my house and I need to find time during my week to invest in myself, mm-hmm. invest in my marriage. Mm-hmm. And so that's really, really important. Um, one last thing and then we're going to close. But uh, someone br- brought up the fact that um, sometimes um, parents might take too much time <laughs> for themselves and they become an absentee parent from their family, from their spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do you know when that's happening? That was a question that was proposed to us. How do you know when that's happening? When when someone is just trying to escape the responsibility of parenting? I would say, you know, obviously it takes two, it takes a team. Um, and it just goes back to finding the right balance. You know, if every family, it's different. <clears throat> some people travel more for work. Some people don't. Like I work from home. Right. Some home more than others are. Um, but just making sure that you're prioritizing your marriage and your kid and spending time with them and making memories with them. 
Um, you know, I think it's I think it's awesome if you're able to you know go away for a family vacation. You know, we that's a really important thing for us. I know you modeled that well when we grew up. We we did at least one family vacation a year. Yeah. Um, and then it's also important, you know, for an anniversary or for you know another special occasion, you know, to get away for your with your spouse. Um, and again, you should never feel guilty about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, it's just it's just finding the balance. I would mm-hmm. say if you're going to go away with your spouse three times out of the year and then not take your kids on any vacation. I would say that's that's not being balanced and that's not fair to the that's kids. That's awesome. That's good. So I would just say find that balance. Mm, yeah. Um, so it's funny because I remember actually something, Miss Lori, something that you told me early on. Um, I don't know if you remember, but I remember because I've held on tight to it. So I think where we struggled initially was was that like for Dan and I finding time for ourselves. And then I would see other couples like they would go vacation. They had no problem leaving the kids with grandma, grandpa, aunt, whatever. Right. And I struggled with that because I thought, oh my gosh, but I'm not ready to leave like my one-year-old, my two-year-old, my three-year-old. Like we're doing something wrong, we're doing something wrong. And then you gave me so much peace when you shared how you guys did it. You said, well, first you said, Eva, you know, you're in a season. You do have younger children. Right. And they're only young for so for such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And that yes. stuck with me. So it kind of released me of that guilt of, oh my gosh, I'm not going away with Dan for like a whole week. Like I can't, you know. And then you said, you know, just like little baby steps, like maybe one night right. away. Right. You know, it doesn't have to be a whole week or mm-hmm. two weeks off, right. you know, yeah. in paradise. And that's what we started practicing, putting into practice was like, we'll go away for a night, like for our anniversary, we went away for a night. The kids stayed with the grandmother. And um, and that really released me of that guilt too. Yeah. Um, and then you also shared, and I don't know if you can share a little bit more because it helped me, but, you know, you would be intentional about planning those family vacations. You would be intentional about spending one-on-one time with your spouse. But then it, I think, you know, you said, and you can correct me, it wasn't until the boys were, they had reached a certain age, I think it was like nine or 10, mm-hmm. where at that point it was like, okay, we're ready now to like leave the kids and, and you guys can go away for a week. Like, All right, we did that. But Carissa, they were older because there's a gap between, you know, the boys and my daughter. So she was eight months. So at that point, I wasn't ready to go away for a whole week because <laughs> <laughs> she was still a baby. But he knew we really, really needed it. Um, I, I don't think you were on staff at the church just yet. So he was still you know, working at the church, but working full time at the bank. And he just really needed a getaway. And it was our 10th anniversary. It was special. Mm-hmm. And so he planned the cruise like all on his own. <laughs> he booked it. What? And nice. so I I had no choice but to go. But it yeah. was awesome. great. But I really missed my little girl who was eight months at the time. Mm-hmm. But we did it. And I think we may have came home a day early because I just couldn't take me <laughs> away. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> so seven days was a little too much. We, we made it six. But um but anyway, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, you always have to realize that um, your marriage is in many ways um, even more important than mm-hmm. parenting your kids. Mm-hmm. You have to parent your marriage yeah. first because if mm-hmm. you lose your marriage, I mean, it brings so much stress in the house if, you, if you're not taking care of your marriage. So you have to put your marriage, you know, at first place. And um, that's what we yeah. did. I mean, I know that it took... 10 years being married before we actually went away because mm-hmm. Lori didn't ever want to leave the kids. Uh, it was easier for me, but it wasn't easy for her. But um, that that's great advice that, that all you guys have given. Uh, well, I hope that, that today's helped you. I think the bottom line 
is that we all need to find time for ourselves to stay spiritually healthy, emotionally, and physically healthy. Um, also, we have found as believers that a, a healthy church community and being involved um, as a family all together is extremely beneficial to the well-being of both parents, uh, marriages, and children. And then I think the third takeaway is that children need structure and routine, and so don't we as adults. We need structure and routine to eliminate chaos from our lives and to provide opportunities during the, during every day of the week to get alone for some R&R with the Lord, with each other as married couples. We need to relax, refresh, and rejuvenate so that we can be healthy for our children. Well, thanks, um, Dan and Eva, for coming. You guys have a wealth of, of, you know, experience that you've experienced through seeing a modeling in your lives, but you also have been applying the truths of God's words in your family and your kids. We can see that in them. Uh, I hope that you got something out of today. Make sure that you join us next week for another uh, Parent Tip podcast. And I also want to mention um, that we also have lead tips, and that's a great source of, of wisdom for those of you who really want to grow in your leadership skills uh, in, in the secular world as well as in the church community. So God bless you, and thanks for listening. Hope to see you next week.